0: Hey guys, um, I made a really big mistake on the last podcast. I just want to really apologize for that. Um, I noticed that in order to listen to it in its entirety, you would have to pause and press the play button a billion times to listen to it. So annoying. I'm so sorry. It was my first podcast. I was trying to figure it out. I think what ended up happening is that it got cut up by the times that I was pausing it because there was traffic coming by, but we're going to move on. Hopefully this one's better and hopefully you're not going to have to pause during this one. I think I figured it out. So with that being said, I'm going to talk about today's subject, uh, which I am filming this the same day I did the first one. I just wanted to make sure I had another one for you guys. (laughs) Um, And we're going to talk about sex and OCD if you're uncomfortable with the subject of sex i would say definitely feel free to click off right now i know it's not a subject for everybody but i know a lot of people are struggling with it and a lot of people have problems with that with rocd so i want to make sure i address it and in a non-judgmental way i totally am not judging at all with this and talking about sex in general doesn't make me uncomfortable um i ended up taking a sexuality class in college And we learned a lot about sex and the myths and stigmas against it. And I am very comfortable talking about this. And so I'll answer any questions that you have. If you have any more at the end of this podcast, feel free to reach out to me. I'll easily address it. Don't feel uncomfortable at all. So I see that um, sex and libido problems often come with ROCD. And it's something that not a lot of people talk about. Um, You don't really see a lot of it even when you look up ROCD on YouTube or any sort of um, platform that talks about OCD. And it's something that's normally not talked about because of all the stigma attached to sex in general. People are really uncomfortable talking about their sex life, especially when it's not really doing what you would like it to. So when you're having a sex problem or sexual dysfunction problem in any way, shape or form, people are, are feeling so guilty about it and so embarrassed Um, Some people might feel like they're not a woman or they're not a man for not being able to perform in sex. And that's a really hard feeling to deal with. Um, But you're definitely not alone with it. And a lot of people experience it, even if they don't talk about it. So I want to talk about the different kind of factors that can come into play that could really impact your sex life. Um, The first one I'm going to talk about is just the difference between the two different types that I have seen. I'm sure there's more. Um... I see the very polar opposites normally whenever I'm on the support page or, um, whenever I talk to someone with ROCD or OCD or mental health um, issues in general, um, you can either be using sex as a way to verify how your relationship is going. So if I have sex with my partner tonight, it shows that we're doing well. Or if, um, we have sex like five times a week, It shows that we're in love and we are still very much into each other and it proves that I do actually love my partner then you see it in the polar opposite so people that aren't interested in sex at all and they have no libido at all and they just don't want anything to do with it and they used to at some point in their life or maybe they haven't but a lot of people have in their past and so now they're thinking oh I'm not in the right relationship because I'm not interested in having sex with this person Or I'm interested in having sex with this person, but I'm not orgasming when I'm having sex with this person, so there must be something going on. Now, this is what I really want to get into. There are many different reasons why you might be struggling with this. The first being medical reasons. Did you start any new medications recently? I noticed there's a lot of problems with libido tied into anxiety medication and birth control. Those two especially I hear a lot about impacting um, your sex life. Depression medications, any sort of mental health medication can really impact it. If you have a health problem, you were just put on a new medicine. See if that's part of the side effects to have a low libido or an increased libido. If you have, for instance, bipolar disorder and during your manic phases, you're so, so sexual. And then when you're going through depression, you're not sexual anymore that can also be a reason. Check out those factors. See if there's a medical thing going on. See if there's a mental health thing going on. That might lead you in the right direction of fixing the problem. Keep in mind too, if you're just not feeling good on a daily basis, you have anxiety, you have a health problem that makes you nauseous all the time or makes you fatigue all the time, you have a chronic health problem or whatever it is, that can play into whether or not you're going to be interested in having sex with the person. If you're depressed, a lot of people aren't interested in the same things they used to be interested in. You might be really tired all the time. Did you start a new job? Is your job life a little hectic? Are you really stressed out with your everyday life? Do you have children that you have to watch over and there's a lot of different changes going on and you're just really overwhelmed? Those things really impact people. Talking about an ROCD level of things, especially if you are constantly analyzing your relationships, how are you not analyzing your sex life? Are you analyzing it when you're having sex? Are you questioning, Am I enjoying myself right now? Am I feeling okay right now? Is my partner enjoying it? Um, Why am I not able to have an orgasm right now? Am I even enjoying it at all? Those things really can have an impact on how you view sex later on. If you're associating sex and anxiety, you're not gonna be wanting to have sex later on. You're just going to be thinking, oh, it's just gonna make me anxious. And as a protective mechanism, your body is going to make you not want it because you don't wanna feel anxious. So that being said too, I know when I took my sexuality class in college, we talked a lot about myths that women get especially that sex is supposed to hurt and, you know, the first time you're supposed to bleed a lot and all of these, you know, really terrible myths. Sex isn't supposed to hurt. It's really not, you know, and your body is kind of built in a way that it's supposed to be really enjoyable. And so if it's hurting or something's not going right that you're uncomfortable during sex, That could be a result of a medical problem. It could be a result of not preparing enough for sex, so not enough foreplay, or um, maybe you don't have enough lubrication, and that could also be a result of a medication. Keep those things in mind, and those things can be fixed. Um, Some people might actually have a sexual dysfunction that is causing them to not be able to have an erection or not be able to produce enough lubrication when they're having sex not be able to reach an orgasm. Maybe you haven't figured out your own body yet and not knowing what you like can also affect your sex life. So those are very important things to keep in mind when you're trying to think of why am I not enjoying having sex right now? Another thing is, do you have any trauma in your life? Do you have any trauma about sex or trauma in general? That's impacting how you view sex. I know that if you have ever been exposed to sexual violence, whether you witnessed it with someone else, you just heard a lot about it, or you experienced it personally, which is absolutely terrible. And I'm really sorry if that is the case for you. Um, You're definitely not alone with that. A lot of people go through that. And it can really impact how you view sex because it wasn't enjoyable. You didn't enjoy yourself. And so your, your mind is going to associate it with trauma. And when that happens, your body's going to try to protect itself as much as possible. So keep that in mind too. You can always talk to someone um, if you can't afford therapy. There's hotlines you can call to talk to someone about that and support groups that you can join. Just know that change can happen and you can feel better eventually. And I think a lot of people are also really afraid to tell their partners what they like and what they don't like. Maybe your partner is really interested in having sex in a certain way, and you're just not interested in that way. You prefer it this way, or you haven't even had the time to figure out what you want yet, but you need to explore that a little bit more. That's a conversation that you should have with your partner because sex is communication. It really is. You guys need to be speaking the same language to enjoy it just as love is. People show love different ways, people have sex and enjoy sex different ways. Talk about what you're willing to do with your partner, talk about what you're not willing to do. Talk about what you like and what you want to try, what you don't like, and see if that can fix anything. And also give it time. These things don't normally change overnight and When you put that kind of pressure on it and you're also analyzing is this better than the last time that can also just cause anxiety and too much stress you're not going to enjoy it so what i recommend is obviously if you're consenting i would never really tell anybody to engage in sex if they really really don't want to if that's the case you really don't want to have sex respect that respect that you are not ready to that you don't want to because you don't want to traumatize yourself by putting yourself in a situation just to try to get over it. You want to want to enjoy sex. And if you're sort of on the fence of it like okay, yeah, I'll try it. I'm like I'm I'm fine. I'm consenting to have it. I just when it happens, I'm just not really interested in it. Um but I'm totally fine having it. I recommend trying it then. Have sex with your partner and try to be present in the moment and try not to analyze it. Hard to do. Easier to say than done. But you know, really feel everything that's going on. Focus on how certain parts of your body feel. When you're, you and your partner are kissing, how does their lips feel against yours? What, are, what do their lips taste like? Small things like that. You know, really trying to bring yourself out of the anxious loop that's going on and really just be present. And notice, if your partner respects you, and you respect your partner at any point, if you're not interested in having sex anymore and they are respectful, they'll stop if you tell them to. Um, and if they don't, then that's a whole different situation. And I really feel for you. If you need anything in that sort of circumstance, please reach out. I can easily talk to you about that. and am so empathetic towards that. But, you know, see, see what can happen. If you're willing to put yourself in there and you're out of your head a little bit more. And keep in mind, it's very normal not to be interested all the time. It's normal to not always want to have sex for you and your partner. If your partner isn't interested in having sex, also very, very important that you respect that, Um, consent is super important for them too. Um, you definitely don't want to pressure anybody to be doing anything that they don't want to do. And you don't really want to pressure yourself too much to do something that you don't want to do. But recognize, if this only happens every once in a while, that's normal. That's an average thing that people experience. You don't always have to be interested in having sex. But if it is a pattern, and it's a pattern for you or your partner, try to understand what the cause might be. Now, I'm also going to just preface this with try to avoid Reddit, try to avoid Yelp, try to avoid Google. Because if you experience ROCD, that's a different type of factor that not a lot of people know about. And when you look these things up, you'll often find that people are saying that this is just not the right relationship for you and that, you know, if you're just not interested in sex, you might not be sexually compatible and that's not fixable. And I call bullshit on that. Probably shouldn't be swearing at this, but I do. I call bullshit on it because everyone's situation is so different. And sometimes people just don't want to try to fix those things. Sometimes it's a deal breaker for some people and that could be for them. That's their choice. They have the autonomy to do that. They have the choice to do whatever they feel the most comfortable with. But if this is something you really want to work on and you really want to strengthen with your partner, know that it's possible to do that. You know, it's not a lost cause. And it really doesn't always mean that there's something wrong with your relationship. And if it does mean that there's something wrong with your relationship and this isn't, like I say in the last one, it's very different with abusive situations and when sex isn't consensual or there's a lot of things that are going, um, wrong with respect and, um, safety, it's different, but if you have a very, I hate to say normal, but healthy relationship where you do respect each other's boundaries and you do respect each other's safety. This is something that you can go through and you can work through the problems that you've been having in a relationship, like fighting, um, especially if it's about ROCD or whatever life throws at you. I know that life isn't perfect and Arguments happen and disagreements happen. So there's a lot of different factors that can be in play. I don't want you to think that your case is a lost cause because it isn't. So hang in there, get through it. You will. And if by the end of it, you really just don't want to have sex anymore, know that that's totally okay too. Some people are asexual and some people are just not interested in having sex. And even at that wasn't you to begin with if you still don't want to have sex but you still want to be with your partner that is your choice you have that right you have the autonomy to do it you have the choice to stay with your partner and love them and they have the choice to do that to you too despite any sort of sex problem that you might have or any sort of sex issue that you might have i don't know if that's the right way to phrase it but um You can definitely love someone without having sex with them. And there are people that respect that and make a relationship work without sex. There are a lot of different things you can do. So, like always, if you have any other questions, anything that you want me to talk about in these podcasts, please let me know. You can reach out to me on the support page. You can reach out to any of the others on a support page. You'll notice a lot of people really go through the same stuff, and it's really awesome course like last time I really want to introduce you to another sort of mindfulness exercise to get you into the present moment for the time being I know talking about this stuff can be really stressful so this time especially I want to focus on breathing how are you breathing right now when we're anxious oftentimes we start feeling like we're hyperventilating and that can cause a panic attack if you're not already having one and it's not fun it's not comfortable it can't hurt you You're going to survive. You'll be okay. But it is very uncomfortable. So we're going to do a little exercise where I want you to focus on your breathing. So we're going to breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. And do that one more time. I want you to notice your normal breathing pattern so breathe as you normally would and I want you to focus on each breath that you are having notice how each one is a little bit different than the, the last one none of them are identical none of them are the same how are you breathing are you breathing rapidly Are you breathing slowly? How do you feel with your breath right now? How does your body feel? Do you have a stomach ache? Are you feeling good? Do you have a headache? What's going on right now in your body? Pay attention to that. I want you to focus on one body part of your choice. I'm going to choose my feet. Focus on how your feet feel on the ground or how your body part feels against whatever you're sitting on. Notice what it's like to notice that. In life, we don't always notice these things. We don't always notice how our body's feeling. We don't check in with ourselves. We're too busy being in our head. And right now, you might be filled with a lot of thoughts. You might be thinking about what I was just talking about. You might be thinking about the day you're going to have tomorrow, what you have to get done. But those are just thoughts. You have so many of them a day, and a lot of them aren't true. A lot of them are stressful. A lot of them are unhelpful. Not all thoughts are true. Not all thoughts are helpful. Imagine your thoughts as clouds just passing by or cars driving by on the road. Notice them, but you don't have to engage in them. You have a really unhelpful thought, that's okay. You just notice it. It's just a thought. It's going away. Just think of a new one. There's a new thought coming in. You're not trying to silence your mind. Don't try to do that. That's not helpful. Your mind is meant to think allow to do that. Just notice that you have the choice whether or not you want to pay attention to the thoughts you're having right now. Do this as long as you feel it's necessary. And when you're ready, you can come back to the real world and see how you feel. It takes some practice to get used to, but hopefully over time, you'll be able to kind of ground yourself clear your mind a little bit. As always, I'm really glad that you came and joined me today and talked about this really tough subject to talk about with me. I'll see you guys soon. Bye.